Do you want to travel but feel you may not have enough money to do it? Listen to this show, not only get inspired, but how to travel worldwide on a budget and have a fantastic time. that we've had over 140 different countries listen to our show to get travel advice all around the world. So it's pretty remarkable how we have such a great reach all around the world. And thank you for listening. And I'm Chris Newton, one of the co-hosts, and I'd like to introduce my other co-host, Jerry Fuller. How you doing, Jerry? Fantastic. Oh, great. Yes. Great. Great awesome. to be alive. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, hey, we, Jerry, we have a great guest today, and I'd like to introduce uh, Traveling Jackie, and um, she's an adventurer, blogger, nomad, and she's the founder and host of the BudgetMindedTraveler.com blog and podcast. It's an amazing blog, very inspirational for traveling, and she's currently experiencing Argentina. And we're so thrilled to have you on the show, Jackie. Welcome. Welcome to the Travel Advice Show. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. It's my honor to be here. Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 I mean, you know, it's so cool. I, I've been really following your blog quite a bit the last couple months. And uh, what, what, what kind of got you, like, inspired to kind of start the blog or to start traveling, really? You know, did, was there a time mm-hmm. that, that when, when you really, like, you got the bug kind of thing or you wanted yeah. to share, share your stories and everything? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, I, it started a long time ago for me. Um, nice. I'm, I'm young and it started over a decade ago for me. And so okay, cool. I was, cool. I was pretty young when I started. I actually, uh, at, at 18 years old, I was already in college at that time. And I, and I went to Costa Rica to study abroad oh, and, great. um, great. I had kind of already experienced, uh, I had had a taste of, of Mexico, uh, like four times for, for weeks at a time, you know? Um, and I had, and I had started, um, studying Spanish at, you know, age 11 or something. And so between those trips to Mexico and, and studying Spanish and, and actually getting to use my Spanish and kind of, you know, turn that into something real, that was really exciting for me. And I, and I loved it. And so I decided right away, um, before I even went to school, to college, I knew I was going to study abroad, and um, and that is really what kicked it off for me. I was there for a year in Costa Rica, oh, wow. living with um, a family down there, and I really became fluent in Spanish. I learned how to dance. I I was basically introduced full on to the world of of travel, which I I'm not sure that that was exactly what I what I was um, expecting. I didn't realize what a big world was out there um, that I could explore, you know. And so once I had had a taste of that, I wanted more. Um, I had changed. I had grown. I had learned a lot. Um, I had completely immersed myself in another culture, and I loved it, you know. And so. When I went back home after a year, I was like, "Yeah, this is not going to work." <laughs> I mean, yeah, amazing, I isn't it? How that changes when you come oh, back home. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Totally. And so, yeah. I mean, 
I had I had had a plan to to go back to my parents' house, which so many you know college students do, in the summertime. And I I lasted three weeks, and I was I, I couldn't do it. And so um, so you know I left again, and I. I uh, I actually just moved in with my brother in uh, in Montana, and I I learned I started learning Italian there of oh, all things really? in all nice. places I know, and um and that buongiorno. made me buongiorno. yeah buongiorno, buongiorno. see <laughs> um, that made me want to go then to Italy you know because oh, I had already sweet. experienced study abroad once it was the best thing I had ever done and quickly it became the best thing I had ever done twice you know because I went mm-hmm. and I studied abroad in Italy and I learned Italian and I basically got to do it all over again in a completely different sense. And so that's what really kicked it off for me in the beginning. I mean, I was, by the time I finished two years of study abroad and I was graduating college, I was like 21, 22. Um, and, and I had so many people in my life, in my network, um, that, started coming to me with their questions you know they wanted to travel here or there they didn't know how to get a passport or even a backpack you know what what did they do they had so many questions and I love answering people's travel questions I mean I love talking about it obviously I'm, I'm still doing it today you know That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it takes a long time to sit down with one person at a time and answer all their questions and so I thought there has to be a better way to do this And that's when I started writing my book, um, which took me three years to write. But by the time that I finished it, I had I had also launched the blog because I had learned that there's an entire industry basically built around what it was I was trying to do with the book, which was just give information to people who need it, who are looking for it, you know. And so I started the blog, The Budget Minded Traveler, and um, I published the book, which is called The Aspiring Traveler's Handbook. In awesome. 2013, which is now three years ago, wow. and I'm wow, still, you know, running with it. So that's great. <laughs> that's where it all started, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. That's a great story. Yeah, just on how uh, I, I had a similar kind of background too. I I traveled to England and Europe like when I was like 22 or 23 for the first time, you know. And, and that first trip, it really. It, it like my you, you know I think when you first go abroad you, you really change quite like you, you see it from a different perspective you know and and uh, and and that first trip really changed my life you know it, cha- it changed your whole life you know just uh, one experience too so completely Jackie can I ask a question yeah. mm-hmm. um, do you think there is a difference between budget and cheap travel um. Okay, this is where I, I like to clarify um, the the purpose of my blog. Really, the budget minded traveler is is just to let people know that yes, you can travel on a budget. Um, mm-hmm. I do think there is a difference because everyone's budgets are different. Right. Um, right. And I think when I, when I think cheap travel, I think I don't know camping, um, like hostels all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't travel like that. I mean, there was a time that I, I used to, because that's all I could do. It was my only option. Right. Um, not, not camping, but you know, always just hostels. Um, right. but that's the way that I was able to make it work for me. Um, but really I think my, the, the point of, of trying to be the budget minded traveler is just to be aware that you can set you can travel no matter what your budget is, basically, yeah. um, because there are so many ways to make it happen, whether that looks like cheap travel for you 
or not, you know, or if it's a step up from that, they, there, there's a thing they call flash packing now, which is like not quite backpacking, but it's like a step up from that, you know, maybe you're staying in hotels, but you're still being budget minded, you know, which is kind of mm-hmm. where I fit in now. Or, I mean, if you, if you have, <laughs> if you have the resources, um, you know, then you can still have a budget around your travel. Right. And so being budget minded is more like learning how to fit travel into your everyday life, um, into your everyday budget than, than thinking that it's something that you can't afford. You know, it's more about prioritizing um, and, and making it happen if it's something that you want to happen in your life, no matter how much money you make. And so it's going to look different all across the board, but it, it's right. more of like a mindset, you know? Yeah, yes. yeah, totally. Well, I know when I went to Europe my first time on my own, a fellow by the name of Arthur Fromer, Mm-hmm. I wrote a book called Europe on $5 a day. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, this was back in, I think, 61, something like that. And um, I mean, if you can imagine traveling Europe even then on $5 a day, mm-hmm. and um, you could do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was cheap. But, yeah. And you stayed in hotels and hostels, but they were definitely one star. <clears throat> Yeah, and, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. But that was in my late teens and early 20s. And I discovered, as it sounds like you are too, uh, as you get older, you know, no longer can sleep on the church pews or park beds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, or I slept on a church pew one time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in Amsterdam, I think. And, I don't know. <laughs> and then traveling. Uh, yeah. I mean, you may want to go from Paris yeah. to um, Frankfurt or something. Yeah. <clears throat> but because... You can spend the night overnight on train. You might go via Rome just because you saved a hotel bill on the train at night. So do you Mm -hmm. think as you're getting older, um, your requirements change? Yeah, absolutely. I... I would like to say that I refuse to sleep in dorms anymore, but I, I actually can't say that because I still do. Yeah. Um, I still do when I when I need to. Yeah. Sometimes I just don't feel like I have the option, um, and and right. and mm-hmm. and that's okay every yeah. every now and then. Even though I feel like I learned my lesson every time, but you know what that is? <laughs> it's not that I don't. Um, I actually really love hostels. Yeah. It's not mean, that I don't yeah. appreciate uh, being around other people and being in the backpacker scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I fit there. That's what I am. And I yeah. accept that. And I love it. Um, but I'm a really bad sleeper. Oh, and so you need, you need quiet. <laughs> and I need my sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. earplugs and eye masks can only go so far. <laughs> and so I, I really like to have my space and my silence. Oh, I need okay. my sleep when I travel, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, I, that's I, that's a good, yeah. that's a real good point, Jackie. Yeah. Like uh, I've stayed at a couple of hostels, like people come in like at two, three in the morning and you're just like, what's going on? You know, in a big dorm <laughs> room. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Oh, I yeah. have I mean, zero, zero patience for that anymore. I just don't. <laughs> I I don't, just it, don't. Change, it changes with age. I know. I know. Um, I know. When I was in my early twenties, there was a airline called Icelandic. Mm-hmm. It's now, now basically Iceland there. Mm-hmm. And it was the cheapest way to fly from the from America to Europe, and it landed in Luxembourg. And uh, oh, wow. it was, and from there you hitchhiked and rode mm-hmm. second class rail and bummed rides and whatever you could do, mm-hmm. and spent a summer in Europe and had a fabulous time. Yeah. But now, uh, I was noting because I'm going to be going back, going back to Iceland, and I noted. <clears throat> 
and see, at my age, I'm 72 now. I've been traveling over over 50 years. And at uh, my age, I was looking in Iceland Air's uh, business class. They don't have a first business class. See, I've upgraded from um, church pews to first class. So. That is amazing. 50 years. I aspire years. to that. I know. Jerry's a decade, pretty amazing traveler, yeah. But every decade, <laughs> I find yeah. that even though we, I do it, I mean, I, last year we stayed in places you wouldn't believe existed, <clears throat> but there's no other choice, which I love. But I, every decade, I find I change. And mm-hmm. uh, not because I want to, I just do. But their uh, Icelanders business class is like the almost like domestic first class. The seating, the business, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I'm flying on Delta because their business class they call it Delta First, um, life flat beds and all that, and um, you know it costs more money to fly them. But I just can't sit in in those seats anymore. Mm-hmm. And can can I oh, travel with you? I know. I'd I love know. to have you. you I know. Come, you yeah. travel the way I love to travel. Yeah. Um, That's so funny. I love it. We okay, ask, we can we can share. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can I ask uh, for our listeners? Um, huh. You said you started eleven around eleven. I, I'm sure with your parents, but around eighteen you started on your own. How old are you now? Oh, that I actually meant I. S- no, that's. I don't think that's rude at all. I, but I actually meant I started learning Spanish around eleven. Oh, okay. um, oh, that's okay. what I meant about that. Uh, oh. Any travel that I did while I was growing up, uh, we were a, a road tripping, camping family. Oh, we nice. saw. I mean, and I grew up in the heart of the West in Lake Tahoe, and so oh, we Lake saw all Tahoe. of the West um, by car and tent. You know, and it was amazing. Um, but we never made it out of the country. I actually went abroad uh, all of my international travel was was on my own um yeah so and that started at 18 and i'm 31 now wow so you've awesome. had 13 years yeah experience yeah yeah, yeah and now that you've hit 30 i can promise you uh, well i won't promise but everyone i know that <laughs> gets my age or 50 uh, you're going to start to change a bit but you'll always oh, yeah. want to go budget and um well, I think that's ingrained, you know. I don't. I don't yeah. know if there's know. ever going to be a day where I'm going to be able to happily fork over th- thousands of dollars for something <laughs> first that I, I I would never. Yeah, right. I don't know. Like, yeah. I would rather use upgrade points to fly first class, first <laughs> right. class. You know what I mean? Right. right. I know um, what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I also I think, have... though, on that yeah. note, yeah. Um, before we get too far away from that topic, sure. Um, sure. I really think that for a lot of people who are starting out. No matter how old they are, they want the adventure of the hostels, and I fully support right. that because yeah. there are still in, in no no decade is there is there of age of life you know is there a set standard of the way that you have to travel, yeah. and right. I think a lot of people seek the adventure of traveling like quote unquote a, you know you're in your twenties or something, yeah. and I yeah. I think yeah. that's great, and I mm-hmm. I think everyone should do it. I think everyone should go and stay in hostels. I mean there there's yeah. no stigma around age in hostels like a lot of yeah. people think there is no it doesn't matter how old you are you're welcome in a hostel you know oh yeah yeah like I, yeah like when i stayed in the last, my last hostel yeah it's just like so many different age groups you know i was pretty amazed oh, yeah. you know and just mm-hmm. all different travelers but yeah just yeah and, and the best part about hostels in the communal kitchen you know where, where everybody cooks i <laughs> i always made a huge meal for everybody and then you just oh. you get a bunch of friends and then you all go out and yep. hang out i mean i i met i still keep in contact i mean this is 
you know, some of the hostels like 20 years ago almost, you know, and I still kind of keep in contact with some of these people, you know, like, yeah, you mm-hmm. keep in, yeah, so. Absolutely, and it's so much easier now even with Facebook. I mean, yeah. everyone's yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh. It's pretty the, crazy um, traveling, yeah. The, yeah. I, I believe that 95% of the people that want to start traveling envision, um, I guess maybe traveling like around the world in 80 days, they really want to start budget, roughing it, knowing the people, staying with the people. And I think uh, that's really critical. And as you say, any age can do it. And I think for most people, starting out with the hostels and with two, three-star hotels is a great way to begin mm-hmm. because they start to mm-hmm. under- get a foundation. Absolutely. And a hostel is a great environment to start in yeah. because oh, yeah. of the support you can yeah. receive, especially Amazing if you're support. a new traveler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like you go, hey, I went to so-and-so. Oh, you don't want to go there. You know, yeah, you just get right. total, yeah, totally. local insight. Right. And, you know, They'll they, teach yeah. you how to save more money, won't they? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They'll teach yeah. you everything yeah. as long as you're open to it. I mean, yeah. you don't have to have a plan if your plan is to go to hostels because you will be guided along your way <laughs> with the <laughs> best <laughs> advice possible because these people are real time experiencing these things. Totally. Everyone's on know. a circuit of some sort. Yeah. 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 Do you That's ever awesome. pre-book or yeah. prepay any portion of your trip before going? Um, yeah, I usually, I usually do... Well, I always, obviously, the airfare. Okay, we won't even talk about that because that's obvious. But I like to book my hotels like a night in advance at least um, because I want to know where I'm going. Mm. I want to know what, so that when I get to somewhere, I don't, I mean, those, (laughs) I used to do that and those days are over for me. Um, (laughs) I don't like having Yeah. And going back to what we were talking about before, the fact that I'm not a good sleeper, you know, right. I want to, I want to make sure that w- when I see, cause it's so easy to look online and you see all of your options. You see the prices, oh, yeah. you see, um, you see the amenities, you see the reviews, you can see everything online. It's so much easier than walking down the street and stopping in at, you know, five different places. I mean, basically, right. so that's really the only portion of travel that I like to book in advance is, uh, is, is just knowing at least a day ahead of time. That doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes it's the day of, uh, but where I'm going to sleep that night, because that's one thing that I need, um, especially as a constant traveler, it's exhausting to, find accommodations every night. And so I don't want that to be the thing that, that, you know, that waits until I, I get there that I don't know where I'm even going when I get to because a new place. You, it wears you out. It exactly. Totally wears you out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's, exactly. And everything else. Yeah. Um, I want to ask, um, do you ever, because budget, um, do you ever, travel mainly off season or shoulder season than high season? I mean, I travel all the time. So yes. Um, and I think what you're probably getting at is, is, you know, whether, whether or not it's cheaper and, uh, it, it definitely is. If you can be flexible with the time of year that you travel, um, then, then you will find better deals in certain places all over the world. And obviously it's not the same everywhere, you know, cause it goes with the seasons and the seasons in the North and the South and the East and the West, like they're all different, um, which gives you a lot of options because slow season in the United States, you know, might be the perfect opportunity to go to, um, 
you know, somewhere else where it's, where it's cheaper, you know, but if, if you want to travel in the middle of summer, you know, that's going to be more expensive because so does everyone else. And so, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, definitely, um, you can find better deals if you travel in the off season. You're also then looking at worse weather, probably, um, shoulder seasons are really brilliant for that because, uh, usually like if you think about it in the states may and september would be the the shoulder seasons and and those are brilliant months to go travel within the united states because there are less tourists because you know the kids are still in school um and you usually you can still find good weather so those are a couple of things you need to still keep in mind also find good deals on shoulder season too Uh uh-huh for sure definitely do you ever um hitchhike or go what i call a local India class rental? <laughs> um, I have before, yeah, but not to travel long distances. Um, I don't I do not do it long distance, but I've done it around town um, in lots of places all over the world. So, yeah. How do you, you mainly, uh, how do you, I know you're in Argentina now. Mm-hmm. And um, how do you go from one area to the next? and do it as economically as possible. What do you mean by area? Do you mean here locally, or do you mean uh, all over the world? uh, Well, let's try there. I mean, because I believe you probably landed in Buenos Aires. I did. I actually had a ticket um, from Madrid all the way to Bariloche, which is in Patagonia. So I skipped Buenos Aires. I I landed there for, you know, a few hours, and then I continued. And then took a... Yeah. Um, so within Argentina, I mean, within the, the town I'm living in, Bariloche, um, there are buses. And so I have like the local bus card, you know, and I, I use the bus to get around to go hiking and do all the things I need to do. Um, I usually walk. I mean, in town, I walk. I only take the bus if I'm going to go out to the mountains. But uh, about a month ago, we I went down to southern Patagonia um, and I flew down there because oh. it's like a 35 hour bus ride. And <laughs> I'm just going to go back to the same comment as earlier. Not doing right. that anymore. Yeah. God, man. It's worth it for me. Yeah. Back yeah. In your early twenties, yeah. you could have done it. That yeah. been the adventure, well, and I did do not. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's miserable. 35. Yeah. Yeah. It's only going to be more miserable now that I know what yeah. I'm getting into. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I flew, there are oh, a couple nice. of, uh, local, locally based airlines Sweet. that are, uh, I mean, they're pretty fixed rates around here. And so I just flew, um, down That's to the South and then back. Awesome. Did you go down to Ushuaia or, or no. Calafate? Calafate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, into the Chilean side and isn't it, isn't uh, it beautiful. Oh. oh my gosh. I'm in love. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Real, yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite areas, uh, yes. well, definitely South America, and one of my top ten in the world. As far I, as the localized I absolutely areas. agree with you. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. It's it's up there for me, very very high on the list. Um, that was my second time there in five months, and I'm going back in November. So. Oh really? Oh. Cool. I love it. Yeah. Have you been to Argentina before, or Chile before, much? Or, or um, when I so I'm currently on a an indefinite trip right now um and when this started about six months ago started last september i actually came straight down to chile and um that's when i was first on you know in the south uh where we were just talking on the chilean side 
Um, I hadn't been to Chile before, and I hadn't been to Argentina before. And uh, actually, from there, I went west, and I went to Asia, and then I went to Europe, and then I came all the way to Argentina. And so I've I've made oh, like great. an entire lap loop around the so, world. That's awesome. And this was my first time in Argentina. <laughs> oh, okay, it's your, I mean, oh, your first you know, time. Wow. You know, I'm laughing here because you have the same what's the word? I don't want to say mentality, but you know, you travel the way I do. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you went from Chile to Argentina, which, if you're in Puerto Montt to go to Bariloche, what? Is it's five an hours. Hour drive or an hour flight or half day drive. It's a five hour bus ride. Yeah. I know. And, and you I, went via China. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I and see, that's my mentality. <laughs> <laughs> Most people think we had an IQ of below three. <laughs> but uh, it's very okay. logical for us, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and so much experience in between, right? Oh, oh yes, yeah. I wouldn't trade a second of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll take the long you? way around. <laughs> oh, I know it. Um, let me ask this question because I know I own a company called Travel Advice, and we get this question quite often, particularly from younger people. Is it possible, in your opinion, to travel, travel budget if you only have, let's say, a two week vacation? Uh, absolutely. Cause I was, right. I, I still do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do course. that too. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Because if I, if I was saying no, it would go against everything I've ever written basically. You know, I mean, absolutely. If, if you only have two weeks, anything is better than nothing. You know, right. you can still do it. Um, in fact, a really good example of that is, uh, my, my brother always, uh, comes and finds me wherever I am all over the world. Oh, nice. Um, nice. like year after year, he's been doing this and he only ever has two weeks vacation, but he makes it work, you know, and he's traveling with me. And so we are on a budget. Um, but absolutely. I mean, if you can just get the flight, um, the flight is always the big, the biggest expense. And right. then you can sort of budget out your accommodations, your food. I mean, you don't have to go crazy and, and have, you know, wine and dine every single night. You know, you can eat street food and yeah. sleep in hostels, even if you get a private room in hostels, which is what I prefer to do now. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can still do it on a budget. I don't think that the time, um, the time crunch has to do with that. I think all it has to do with is making a priority and getting that ticket and getting out. I think it's fabulous. Uh, do you ever utilize the um, uh, travel guides, such as Rick Steves and the very famous travel guides? Um, you know what? I don't. I'm just not that type of person, though. Um, I don't have anything against those. It's just that I've never been one to to read guidebooks. Um, I use the internet a lot more than I than I pick up a paper book. I used to have them. I used to kind of collect Lonely Planets as I traveled, but. But then I had a bad experience once. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah, I just and this was my own mistake. I've learned just big time from this one. But I was uh, I got a brand new guidebook in 2007. It was hot off the press. Oh. It had been it had been published in December of 2007, and I was holding it in January of 2008. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh! Yeah. And yeah. I left for Brazil uh, on a trip. That I, I was going to be on a three-month trip. I was going to start in Brazil, um, study abroad a little bit, and then go to Bolivia and then Peru. And and I'm I'm just looking at this guidebook for everything. You know, it was like South America on a shoe, on a shoestring. One of the famous yes. books from from Lonely Planet. However, oh, 
Um, in January of 2008, Bolivia, um, that's when Bolivia, uh, what's the word, implemented their visa um, system, process, whatever, for Americans. And so that wasn't an issue so much, at, so much so as the fact that you couldn't, you can't travel, um, I want to say like laterally sideways between Brazil, Bolivia and Peru without um, a yellow fever vaccination, which I had already had, but um, I lost my card. I lost that international certificate. Um, And so all I had with me was a printout like from the doctor, you know, like a receipt of some sort saying that I had had it. Um, Anyway, really, really, really long, long, dramatic story, really short that didn't cut it. And I ended up leaving like from Brazil and going back to the U.S. Like, oh, and it, no. I, it's because I was only looking at the visa requirements in the book, which is like the mm. biggest mistake you can ever make. Visa right. requirements, especially because they can change yeah. without Hourly. notice. You have to check the website, triple check all the time, you know. And right. so I learned that lesson mm. on that trip. That's and okay. um, I think that was the last time I used a guidebook, actually. <laughs> I don't blame you. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I mean, they can just go out of date too fast. You know? Yeah. Oh, I know it. Yeah. Well, the thing about guidebooks is most of them are written at least a year in advance. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. takes, I've uh, written 11 books now, and I know that you will submit it to the publisher, and it can take up to one year before that actually goes to press. Mm. And then travel books, because I never read them either. Uh, mm-hmm. The only ones I read, and they're, they're not travel books, are the Bedeker books. You know them? Are the what books? The Be- Bedeker. Bedeker. Um, I think, I've only been using them for 40 years. I think it's B-A-E-D-E-C-K-E-R. It's B-A-E-D-E-C-K-E-R, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, they're not guidebooks, but they're more reference books. In other words... Um, they have the best driving maps in the world in the back of them. Hmm. And they um, will take every town and give you the history and things to do and see. I mean, mm-hmm. they don't talk about hotels, <clears throat> and they don't talk about restaurants or anything like that. Mm. Or Interesting. Or anything. But boy, for references, as yep. you're driving through Europe, there's, yep. I have never found a better source. I love that idea, though, because um, that's, that's exactly the thing that I think those books would be, should be useful for. Right. Like Rather than, and stuff. yeah, I mean, you can't even, you cannot count on anything being open anymore. Um, right. You know, things change, management, people close, like whatever. And so yeah. right. the, the, the restaurants, the accommodation, it's like, don't even look at that. But if you're getting right. it for the history and, you know, like you said, the maps, like that's, that's, that's great. And I, I, I just haven't been one of those people who I should, but <laughs> who reads up about places before I go. You know, I always just, you know, I take walking tours and I just do that oh when I get. Oh, my word. That's awesome. We have got to travel together. <laughs> I mean, I, I have been to every country in the world except mm-hmm. two. And lived in nine and plus the U.S. Yeah. And, you know, with rare exceptions, have I ever researched where I'm going? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. I just know it's winter there or summer. Yeah, but I really exactly. don't. Because well, I find if you useful. do too much, 
then it takes out the excitement. It takes out the adventure. What's your I, sign, Jackie? What's your uh, astrology sign? I'm a Sagittarius. Oh, nice. Oh, my nice. word. Have a wonderful. Uh, <laughs> Jerry's a big astrology guy. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an Aquarian. Does that say anything? <laughs> uh, That's cool. Oh, my word. Awesome. Um, oh, Jackie. Yeah. I... Um, Let's talk just a minute about women traveling on their own. Okay. Yeah, Can you give some advice? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's like Would asking you me to read the book that I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's true. Read the book first, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, absolutely. I have, I have uh, but what, what would you, what do you specifically want to hear? Well, I know, that, well, let's say, for example, the first time you ever did it. You uh, mm-hmm. go off to school in Costa Rica, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and I know it wasn't as much of an important factor because you're going to a school right. with a family. But on the very first trip that you ever took by yourself, um, were you terrified to do it? No, not <laughs> at all. I mean, let's see. When I... I I had traveled quite a bit before I actually left the U.S. completely on my own to go to a country where I didn't know anyone and didn't speak the language. Um, I would not say that was Costa Rica. Um, Because when you're with a study abroad program, it's like someone's holding your hand. And I think that that's a brilliant, brilliant way to start traveling if, uh, if, if you're young, you know, um, and you're still in school because college makes it so easy. I mean, there are just no excuses, I think, for that. Um, I'm a huge proponent of of study abroad. Um, And it it makes it really easy. You know, it's structured. But after I graduated college, um, I did a backpacking trip through Central America, kind of on my own, except that I had people I was meeting up with along the way. And so there weren't very many. And and I met a lot of people along the way that I saw again and again, you know, and so it wasn't that scary. Um, I think the, the, the scariest time was actually, strangely enough, that same trip to Brazil where I had to cut it short. Um, that was the first time that I really got on a plane with a hard, I mean, I had, I was, lucky that I had gotten my visa together because, you know, you can't go to Brazil without a visa. And so I took care of that, but, um, I knew nothing. I didn't even know how to say hello in Portuguese. I didn't realize that it's just about, you know, the same as Spanish, but, um, but I didn't know that I hadn't looked up anything. Um, I just knew that I was going to take classes at, it wasn't like a structured study abroad program. It was just classes in a city like you could go to this building and take classes and that's what I was going to do um and they helped me with uh, a a host a host family again um which ended up just being one one girl who was close to my age which was really cool but that was the first time that I really went on my own somewhere really just different and uh and that was interesting. I mean, I, it was it was it was tough and it was lonely because with a brand new language and such a short time, I was only there for a month, um, and that's that puts a lot of pressure on you know meet people, learn the language if you want to be able to go out and have fun. And so um, that was challenging, but it's also 
I mean, I had already done it so many times that I, I still felt comfortable with it, even though it was all pretty foreign. Um, and, you know, what I, I definitely think that when you, as a woman, when you arrive somewhere, um, and this doesn't matter if you're going to stay for a month or a few days, um, it's always a good idea to just talk to the people that you're staying with, whether it's a hotel or a hostel or a host family or whatever, to to uh, to get a feel for where you are. And if there are anything specific that you need to know about time of day, walking around, going for runs, is it okay to, is it safe to run at night? You know, cause I run. And so that was one of the things that, that I actually did in Brazil was I would go and I would run by myself at night. But in the town I lived in, a lot of other people also did that. And so I was nice. surrounded by other people all the time, you know, and um, but I knew that because I had done the research and I had asked around and I and I walked around and I, you know, kind of scoped it out. And so um, like that's just an example of of just, I don't know, keeping your wits about you, you know, just kind of figuring out what it is, what kind of situation you're putting yourself into if it's completely foreign, you know, get to know it. Uh, and um, but I mean, really, I don't I don't think I don't know if I've ever been terrified to go anywhere. Um it's not, it's, it's exciting. It's adventurous. You know, I've always loved, I've always loved adventure. I've always loved new things and I've always loved challenges. And, um, and so traveling on my own is just another one of those, one, another, uh, opportunity to, to experience all of those things. I totally agree. I mean, I've been shot at with machine guns in countries with civil wars and Oof. all kinds of, all kinds That's of things. That's more <laughs> and uh, I never worry about it. I say I'd rather die there than on the interstate freeway near our house. And you talk, can. <laughs> I know it. Right. I mean, it's right. much more exciting to die in Chad than it is on uh, I-15, the interstate oh going gosh. down to Salt Lake. Um, basically, um, money. How do you uh, carry your money or arrange money um, for your trips? I mean, usually I will just, once I get to a place, I use my ATM card to pull out as much, as much money as I'm allowed to from my bank. Um, if I'm going to be there for a while, you know, I mean, right. if you're only going to be there passing through a country for a couple of days, then I try and calculate it out to how much I'll actually need. Um, but usually I just get out the most amount of cash that I can, which is usually around $300 US. Um, and then I'll keep some of it in my wallet and I'll keep some of it in my backpack that, that stays at the hotel or wherever I'm staying. Oh, nice. Yeah, I um, have two locations. Yeah, two. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I always split That's everything smart. up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I always have um, two places where I have uh, at least one credit card each, at least one debit card each, you know, because I have, um, you know, if, if you lose that, you're completely out of luck, especially if you're traveling on your own, you have to think about this because if you don't have a travel companion who can spot you, well, your bank is trying to figure out how to get you a new card or, you know, so where, where, where you're in the interim trying to figure it out. Um, you can really run into problems. And so I always keep things in different places um, just in case, you know, one disappears. I've actually, knock on wood, never have had that happen to me. So... Well, awesome, Jackie. That's great, man. Well, yeah. Is there anything you would like to share? You know, at the end here, you know, just anything that you know that you would want to give advice to people about traveling. You know, about you know, just. Uh, um. Really, it's just 
I, I hope that, you know, by, by listening to, to this, to your show and by, by hearing you guys and our enthusiasm in travel, yeah. if people haven't traveled before, that they just don't be afraid to do it. I mean, right. um, I think it's an adventure. You, you won't, you, you absolutely will, will learn about yourself and about the world you live in. And I think it's essential. It's absolutely essential to living a whole life. You know, you've got to see the world outside of your own country and, really um, yeah. And so just make it happen, you know, just figure it out, make it happen. Don't make it to, out to be this big, huge thing that like that, that, that you're never going to to reach. Just just make it happen. And if it's if travel is something you want to do, put it on your move it up your priorities list until it gets to the top. And that's where your money's going and that's where you're going to go. And and then, you know, that trip, it's only going to be your first one. It won't be your last one, you know. And, right. and you're never the same again, are you? Yeah. No. Yeah. And that's the point. That's, yeah. That's yeah. You, you know what I do sometimes? Like if I'm at home, I look at an atlas and then I just almost like dream. Like I look around and I, and I just write down kind of, okay, I want to go there. And then, you know, I, I think an atlas is great to kind of look at, to get inspired mm-hmm. and to kind of get it in your mind, you know, more and more, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you don't yeah. have a list, get out a map and yeah. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, awesome, Jackie. Well, it's great to have you on the show. And uh, um, yeah, I, how would people get a hold of you, or can you? Uh, what's your blog? Uh, the URL for the blog and and things like that. Yeah. And well, podcast. I have two now. Oh, uh, cool. Oh, okay. I, yeah. So the the budgetmindedtraveler.com dot com okay. is uh, is still the, the the practical one. You know, the okay. how to how to travel. Sweet one. Um, okay. And then, and that's also where you can find my podcast, the Budget Minded Traveler podcast. And my other one is more of a personal adventure blog, and that's travelingjackie.com. And that's where I write about all of my, you know, crazy thoughts and ideas as I'm traveling and the things that happen to me. And (laughs) it's more of an adventure style personal blog. Cool. Cool. Entertainment from all sides. (laughs) (laughs) I got to check it out more. Yeah. Yes. And Jackie, we do appreciate very much having you as our guest. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. It's my pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for listening to our show from all around the world. We really appreciate that. And we'd like to uh, give a shout out. Uh, thank you to Stephen Pratt for helping compose the music, the wonderful intro and the ending of the show. And i also like to uh, say thank you to James Steed uh, for helping with the website and audio information. And also Nate Scholes um, about uh, getting us on the right track and helping us on the podcast on Travel Advice Show. Um, So thank you so much and uh, enjoy all your travels around the world.